You're listening to the Prison Poetry Workshop Podcast. I'm Ren Smith. Here we present readings, commentary, recordings, and stories about the little-known and even less understood literary tradition of prison poetry. When Patrick Matthew went to prison in 1996, he said it felt almost like a relief. I remember once, like, just, it was like a primal, silent scream. Like, I need time! So when I was on Rikers Island, people thought I was insane because I was, like, laughing in my cell because I realized, you know, be careful what you ask for. You got it. Patrick was arrested for breaking into a neighbor's apartment in Manhattan in the mid-'90s. He maintains his innocence and says everyone in New York was quick to prosecute in the no-excuses Giuliani era. But at the point when he was arrested, Patrick's life had kind of stalled. His wife had split with him and moved his kids down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And the peak of his career as a stage dancer and actor, when he toured with many famous directors of the day, had passed. Because you have to understand, it's like when I went in, I had already been successful. I mean, I, I had been favorably reviewed as a, as a concert dancer by Jennifer Dunning of the New York Times, Jenny Showman of Backstage Magazine. And when I was in the city between 95 and 96, I just felt absolutely lost. Despite the fact that he maintains his innocence, perhaps inscrutably, he saw his prison term as time to study. He took lots of courses and filled his cell with books. You know, I mean, it truly, the 10 years was not a burden for me because I did everything. I mean, the only thing that I didn't do, and it's because I didn't have time, they had a, a sign language course. I would have loved to have done that. You know? <laughs> but it was only when he was on the outside that he found a new pursuit, poetry. He showed up at a writer's workshop for ex-offenders one day, looking to ask the instructor for help writing a memoir. Didn't even know what was meant by creative writing. You know, it's like I've only, I was writing essays and legal briefs. And, and, but I had a book that I had uh, started to write while I was in prison. And then somehow I convinced myself that I could walk into that workshop and convince who was leaving, <laughs> leading it to edit the book for me. Right? His plan was to sit in the back and chat with the instructor afterwards. As I sat, it dawned on me that I might have to actually participate in this <laughs> writing thing before I could broach that subject. Before he knew it, Patrick was participating in an exercise. Here's the assignment the teacher gave. Workshoppers were to pick from a group of postcards and write a poem about the image on the card. Patrick says he picked up his postcard without looking and instantly regretted it. It showed jazz great Duke Ellington. What to do, what to do. I was horrified. I was like, what words can I possibly find to, uh, uh, to, 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 to pay homage to this legend, this giant? I almost tossed it back in, but then thought, like, you know, if the, I, I would feel, I would pressure myself to have to write brilliantly about the one I consciously chose. And so his prompt was simply to describe it. So I began to describe it. And that is the first piece of poetry. It turned out to be the first piece of poetry that I've ever written. I, didn't, I never knew there was, like, poetry in me. Patrick still has the poem he wrote that day memorized. Black tails, white shirt, 
top hat half cocked, meticulously white bow tie, half smile, well trimmed mustache. From days past, he clearly is, a time when speakeasies were the craze and black man hid sophistication because American trees bore strange fruit. Yet, through fingers on ivory keys, rhythmic melodies controverting horrors of his time, nourishing all time, flowed from his soul, the Duke in black and white. Poetry can be a powerful tool for prisoners on the inside, but it's also useful for those on the outside. That workshop, run by a nonprofit called the Fortune Society through the New York Writers Coalition, transformed Patrick's life, so much so that six years later, he's leading it. Today, a half dozen ex-offenders in their 20s and 30s circle up and look to Patrick, who's bursting with energy and restless in his seat, still every bit the kinetic dancer he once was. Uh, my name is Patrick. I'm with the New York Writers Coalition. It's not like this is a room full of dedicated poets. The students have come to fulfill a requirement for their GED. But Patrick always bets his students will become as absorbed with writing as he has. He recently put together a poetry anthology of some of his writers' best work called Seven Upper. And today, his optimism is rewarded. Uh, the workshops are not literacy workshops. Uh, be, I'm not going to collect anything. I'm not going to grade anything because self-expression cannot be incorrect. Patrick makes sure students get to express themselves without judgment. There's no critiquing, though students are free to say what they like most about a piece. In general, though, they just listen to each other. A succession of prompts are given. Students write freely, share, and then move on. Patrick starts today's session off by having students respond to the prompt, I am from. When they're done, they get up and read their poems in front of the class. I am from the planet farthest away from the sun. I am from the coldest, darkest planet in the universe. I am from Harlem, where you might find a brother panhandling for nickels and dimes to get that first bottle of wine. And then down the block, you might see two bullies trying to take a little boy's lunch money and on and on. But there's one good thing about Harlem, whatever happens, you know you're in the good old USA. The room snaps instead of applauding. You know, like beatniks. You can tell Patrick is enjoying himself, reveling in the idea of helping people find a safe time and place to engage the transformative powers of the written word. Things a more formal class might not be able to provide he gives one more prompt, hunger. Personally, I've never been hungry anytime I wanted something to eat. My southern mother from Macon, Georgia, down south, would whip up some fried chicken, potato salad, collard greens, and a pitcher of Kool-Aid, and I would eat. Just in case she had to work late, which sometimes she did, she taught my two older brothers how to cook, so they would prepare dinner. Oh yeah, she would also prepare breakfast for me just before she went to work. I am her baby, you know which will consist of a bowl of oatmeal or farina or grits. The response is simple. It's just a memory. Patrick's life and his time in prison has been about reacting to any prompt life gives as positively and as naturally as possible. So yes, it's simple. But for Patrick, 
That's all it needs to be. I'm Ren Smith. We'll be back next week with more prison poetry. To find out how you can lend your voice to our poetry archive, go to prisonpoetryworkshop.org.